بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه قال بال اعرابي في المسجد فقام الناس اليه ليقعوا فيه فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دعوه واريقوا على بوله سجلا من ماء او ذنوبا من ماء فانما بعثتم ميسرين ولم تبعثوا معسرين رواه البخاري السجل بفتح السين المهمله واسكان الجيم وهي الدلو الممتلئه ماء وكذلك الذنوب these ahadith which we are discussing as we have mentioned deal with what we call soft-naturedness, not being harsh of temperament. And as we have mentioned repeatedly, this has to formulate part of the psyche of a da'i, one who is engaged in the effort of the propagation of deen. Insan, human beings, Allah tells us in the Qur'an, وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Human beings are weak. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يُخَفِّفَ عَنْكُمْ وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Allah says it is Allah's intention to make things easy for you. Allah does not want to make things difficult. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يُخَفِّفَ عَنْكُمْ it is Allah's intention to create takhfif. In other words, to make things light, not to enforce or bring about any unnecessary form of difficulty. Unfortunately, there are many amongst us that tend to equate creating difficulty in deen with piety and taqwa. And we feel that it is a gradient or yardstick by which one's deeny development can be measured or gauged. However, as I mentioned many times before, when you weigh this type of mentality and thinking with the seerah and the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we find that there is no compatibility. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we see in the latter part of this hadith, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُمْ مُيَسِّرِينَ وَلَمْ تُبْعَثُوا مُعَسِّرِينَ He commands the Sahaba. He says that Allah has sent you as those who will make things easy. Allah Ta'ala has not sent you as those who will make things difficult. Nevertheless, this is a very, very famous incident. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator. As to who the Sahabi was, we find that in the hadith, the word A'rab is mentioned. In other words, Bedouin, Villager would be the equivalent in our terminology. In other words, uncultured. Generally, the Bedouins were uncultured. They had nomadic background. There was no formal contact with society. In fact, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Al-A'rabu ashaddu kufra wa nifaqa wa ajdaru alla ya'lamu hudud ma anzalallahu ala rasooli. Allah Ta'ala mentions about the Harshness of the nature of the Arab. Allah says, Ashaddu kufru wa nifaqa. 
their level of kufr and nifaq will be higher than the normal person. وَأَجْدَرُ أَلَّا يَعْلَمُ حُدُودَ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ رَسُولِ And because of them not having contact with society as such, living generally lives of solitude out in the wilderness, Allah Ta'ala says it is more likely that they will not have a proper understanding of Allah's hudud, of Allah Ta'ala's commands, of Allah's shariat or deen. What the underlying meaning of this verse of the Qur'an is that generally the Arab were what we call juhala, they were ignorant when it came to aspects or matters of deen. And this incident clearly illustrates that. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala says that a Bedouin came into the masjid, obviously farmer living in a village, no real culture, the urge to urinate developed. So what does he do? He stands on one side of the masjid and he starts urinating in public, the public gathering in front of people, one side of the masjid, he's standing and urinating in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bala Arabiyun fil masjid. Obviously, this is something that would have been completely untenable to the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to the Sahaba ikram. This is Masjid al-Nabawi, the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi of Allah himself is present. Sahaba ikram are present. We can imagine what would have been going on in the masjid. Tilawat of Quran, zikr of Allah, etc. Environment, mahol of deen, of iman. And here a man stands up and he starts urinating in public. So, فَقَامَ النَّاسُ إِلَيْهِ لِيَقَعُوا Sahaba were furious. They got up and started heading towards him. And we find that in the riwayat, the words are mentioned, لِيَقَعُوا فِي لِيَقَعُوا فِي that creates, that denotes that they were about to attack him. In other words, give him a good hiding. But how can such behavior be possibly tolerated in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What was the reaction of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ as we mentioned the verse of the Qur'an yesterday and the day before, it was the manifest indication of Allah's very, very great mercy upon you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that you became soft-natured. If you were harsh and rigid, they would have run away from you. So what was the reaction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He said, Da'uhu, leave him alone. Now what does Da'uhu mean, leave him alone? In other words, don't even stop him from what he's doing. Let him continue relieving himself. Let him finish what he is doing. Thereafter, once he has finished, then pour a bucket or a pail of water over his urine. In other words, the mess that he has created, clean it by pouring water over it. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on to explain, فَإِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُمْ مُيَسِّرِينَ وَلَمْ تُبْعَثُوا مُعَسِّرِينَ Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent you. This ummah was sent and selected. From this latter part of the hadith, 
we learn certain important lessons. One important lesson we learn, respected brothers, is that Allah's Rasul is teaching us the etiquette of Dawat. That is why the word Bu'ithtum. Bu'ithtum means you were sent, selected, chosen by Allah to do the work of Nubuwat, to do the work of Dawat, to propagate the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in propagating the deen of Allah ta'ala, you will come into contact with people that are far away from deen generally. You will also come back, come into contact with people that have a high level of ignorance with regards to the ahkamat and the laws of deen and shariat. Sahaba and every ummati after that has been sent, selected, chosen by Allah Ta'ala. So every one of you are dais during the days of hajj. This zimedari was emphasized to a very great, great level with the parting words of the final sermon of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَلْيُبَلِّغِ الشَّاهِدُ مِنْكُمُ الْغَائِبُ Those who are present, take this message to those who are absent. So this, these terms, this terminology فَلْيُبَلِّغِ الشَّاهِدُ إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُمْ You have been sent, you have been selected. So the message of this hadith is specifically directed to those who are engaged in the effort of deen, in the effort of dawat. And what is the message? The usul, the principle of Dawat. That if you are going to be harsh, if you are not going to have compassion, then you will repel people. You will chase them away. Softness of nature, having compassion, having tolerance, this is something that will win hearts over. And it allows for the acceptance of your message. What is the goal? What is the goal of your interaction with fellow people? To enforce the sharia? To ram it down somebody's throat? To insist this is the right way, do it like this, there's no other way? When you do that, you don't bring people close, you repel them, you chase them away. So what are you doing? You are defeating the objective. The objective is to bring about change. The objective is to make something palatable. The objective is to bring people closer so that they will bring shariat in their lives. For that, you have to be soft-natured. For that, you cannot be harsh and intolerant. Because Quran tells us, Quran tells us of Rasulullah wasallam that if he had to be harsh and intolerant, لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ هُلْ They would have run away. So, very, very important. And this is why Allah's Rasul wasallam used the word Bu'ithtum. You have been sent for this, Muyassireen, to make things easy and not to make things difficult. Because by making things difficult, you will repel people and chase them away. This is an ignorant person. He doesn't have much knowledge of deen. So be very careful in the manner that you deal with this person. As we mentioned, who this Bedouin was, most of the Muhaddithin say that there is no mention specific about the name of this Bedouin. But in one or two kitabs, the name Aqra bin Habis Tamimi radiallahu ta'ala anhu is mentioned. Coming back to this incident, I'm just translating it one more time before we go into the details. Actually, we've run out of time anyway. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates that a Bedouin came and stood and urinated in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sahaba stood up and went towards him in order to reprimand and punish him. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
immediately instructed them that leave him alone, let him finish what he is doing, and thereafter throw over the urine a bucket or a pail of water. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent you as those who will make things easy, and Allah has not sent you as those that will make things difficult. Yeah, this incident may seem very simple, we may have heard it before, but my respected brothers, we find that there are many, many important lessons and principles of conduct of a da'i, of conduct of a Muslim, what is part of the akhlaq and character of Islam, that we can learn from this incident. Amongst them, first and foremost, we find that there is, why did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, da'uhu, leave him? The man is urinating. Now, when he's urinating, what is he doing? He's creating, he's bringing najasat, filth, that which is ghaliz, that is something that cannot be tolerated in shariat. He's bringing it into the masjid. By saying, leave him, in other words, let him carry on urinating. So let him carry on with the wrong that he is doing. Now why would the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam give such an instruction? So ulama ikram say that from this we learn one principle of shariat and of deen. That there was a conflict. There are two harms. One harm is the harm of what this person was doing. Missing the masjid, urinating, etc. The second harm was if Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had allowed sahaba to stop him. This possibility of physical harm that it would have caused to him. If somebody is urinating and you shock that person, or you attack that person while he is urinating, there are physical harms and defects that can, be, can result, can come into existence as a result of that. Secondly, attack somebody while he is urinating, person is urinating in one direction, you shake him or you go towards him, or he decides now to defend himself or start running. What is he going to do? Instead of the mess being confined to one place, it will now start spreading in different directions. It will also spread upon his clothing and he will contaminate himself. So this is a scenario where you, there are number of possibilities. Every possibility has problems with it. One is allow him carry on urinating, he make a mess. Stop him and there's going to be other problems. Physical harm you may cause him or the mess may spread even more. So in such a scenario where there are more than one harm, then Shariat gives us a principle. As it is, we will run out of time, inshallah, we will continue.